0: Hey everyone, it's Mike. And Alina. <laughs> She's back from break. Holy cow! <laughs> do you remember how to do this? Yeah. Okay. I'll
1: figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> After a rocky start.
0: Yeah, uh, it's all right. Well, uh, today's show is about adoration. 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 So let's get ready to practice. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, Alina, glad you're back. Thanks. How was Florida?
1: Uh, like
0: warm and sunny. Yeah, yeah I, I mean
1: it, it. It rained a lot while we were there, so because oh. we're kind of in the rainy season. So, um, but yeah, well, no, good it trip. was good. It was a good trip. Good All trip. Right. Good, good family. Good friends. Good food.
0: Awesome. Well, we're super excited to have you back. And uh, today's topic, as we mentioned, is adoration, uh, Eucharistic adoration. So uh it's a uh, important practice in our faith life uh made available at many parishes today mm-hmm. uh some have uh twenty four twenty four hour perpetual perpetual adoration chapels. Apparently can't talk today. Spit it um, out. There we go. Some have it on a particular particular night or day. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example in Cape Girardeau it's the first Friday of every month. Oh, that's cool. Um and it begins right after morning mass at six thirty. Yeah, that way you hit morning. those
1: like first Friday devotions yep. and that.
0: And then also then they have benediction at uh, like five or six o'clock at night, which is really nice. So it's there all day. Right. Uh St. Mary's does the same, uh actually down there. And then, um, uh, but like back in Ohio, where where I'm from, uh, our our parish did it on Wednesday evenings. Uh, mm. Was always uh, adoration, confession every Wednesday from six until like nine p.m. Oh, that's awesome! So because uh, did
1: you guys do like PSR and youth group and all that on Wednesdays?
0: Um, no, P, uh, PSR uh, was primarily Sunday. Uh, so was youth group. Really? Yeah, because they had uh, uh, they separate. They had a separate mass for all the student, like all the teens, and like like middle school and everything. Really? Yeah, like 5.30 mass on Sunday night. It was like Um, the kid
1: mass. And then they went to class after that?
0: then they went either to youth group or PSR. Huh. Yeah. And it was was a rock concert. They had a full band. It was pretty cool. I
1: can imagine.
0: (laughs) It was great. No,
1: Yeah. Well, here in St. Genevieve, we are really blessed to have a 24-hour perpetual adoration chapel. So you just, like, walk up to the parish center and enter the code and go on in and see Jesus. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's so, so again, we, you know, you and I both uh, participate in adoration uh, when we can, when we have, when we are able to make the mm-hmm. time. And uh, really felt it was a good topic to, to share with everyone. So uh, let's get into maybe just a little bit of history. Um, I guess the definition, you, you have a definition.
1: I have the Webster's definition Perfect. of let's, adoration because I it? thought it was appropriate. I was like, oh, wow, way to go, Webster's. So good old fashioned dictionary here. Um, adoration means deep love and respect and uh, it means to worship or to venerate
0: to worship and to venerate
1: and that's exactly what we do in adoration absolutely so you know we're just uh occasionally you'll hear somebody say like why do catholics worship that vanilla wafer um (laughs) (laughs) and it's like okay well not vanilla wafer but you know actual Body and soul and divinity of Jesus Christ, our mm-hmm. Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. um, in the flesh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we are worshiping our God in the flesh.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and we we talked to you throughout actually before the show. Um, so the the Latin root of uh, adoration comes from two words. It's a compound word uh, in Latin: ad, odd or ad, meaning uh, two, and then orare which means to pray or means pray. Hmm. So adorare, which means where we get adoration or adore, uh, means to pray. That's so, awesome. Yeah, a, I love Latin roots because it
1: always seems to, um, like things get lost in translation a lot. So mm-hmm. if you can go back to the Latin roots of a word, I feel like you oftentimes get a better, um, description of the true meaning of the word.
0: Absolutely. I, I think it's very true. Um, and, and I think that it, it, it really helps you just understand so much more too. Um, uh, I was going to go on a tangent, but I won't, so <laughs> I just won't. Um,
1: As, if it's relevant to the topic. It is tang- totally not okay. All to the topic. Then. Uh,
0: That's why I'm choosing, I'm choosing the other path. <laughs> um, so, you know, a lot of people have questions about the history of adoration, yeah, when did and it start? When did it start? You know, there's a lot out there. A lot came about in the 1200s, but if we really look at Scripture, uh, the 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 reverence for the Eucharist was present uh, even then, I, I mean, when the church began. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, uh, first letter to the Corinthians, he's actually, um, uh, you know, admonishing them like for not reverencing the Eucharist enough. Really? Yeah. It's in. And so scriptures that way. Um, uh, Matthew, it's, you know, you will, you know, it translates almost gnaw or chew on.
1: Yeah, correct. When he says, like, this is my flesh, um, take of it and eat of it. Eat of
0: it. It's really gnaw or chew.
1: Right. Because we don't have a word that like translates again back to things being lost in translation. The word that he used in Aramaic mm-hmm. would have meant to, like, nar to and that's how people, yeah. like, he, you know, people were like, whoa, you're cannibals, and Jesus is like, well, um, take mm-hmm. it or leave it, you know, yeah. like, this is what I mean, and he lost a lot of followers at that yeah. point, because he literally meant this is his, liter- this was one of those times in the Bible, this is not a story, this is not Genesis, you know, this isn't mm-hmm. the story of creation, mm-hmm. this is the Real. historical account of of our Savior's life, correct, and, and and direct quotes of what he said mm-hmm. and taught us. Um, so this is a, you know, he he literally meant, <laughs> like yeah, he literally meant,
0: and and you are absolutely right. And so, so for example, in in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, in Second Corinthians uh, to, chapter chapter two twenty six to twenty three to twenty six, and he said he basically reminded them the Eucharist is no ordinary food; it's actually the body and blood of Christ. Uh, according to the tradition which I handed on to you, that came to me from the Lord Himself.
1: That's awesome. So He
0: was very Specific. intent on absolutely. Ignatius of Antioch in the first century um, uh, had to warn Christians not to take, not to be taken by Gnostics, uh, and um, uh, regarding their their heresies and. That again, the Eucharist is the same Jesus Christ who lived and rose and died right. from the dead.
1: It's not like yeah. Jesus. It's not kind of Jesus. It's it it's is. not really mm-hmm. his flesh or his blood. Mm-hmm. It's just a symbol. No, no, it is not. You know, and uh, trust me, I have young kids, um, and I teach second grade PSR, which is the year that they make their first Holy Communion and everything. So it's really important. Mm-hmm. And if you are a parent who's listening. Tell your kid, don't try and explain it to them like that. Keep telling them the catechismic truth that is, no, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. They'll catch on later. Right now, when I point up there and I say, that's Jesus, I'm pretty sure, you know, two thirds of my kids think that Father Nemeth is Jesus because they're not seeing what I'm pointing at from a couple rows back. But that's okay. They'll catch (laughs) on later. They'll They'll catch up because now my 10 year old has never in her life questioned. The real presence. No. Because f- since the time that she was little, that was Jesus. That mm-hmm. is Jesus up there. Yes. That's, that's you know... And I've even had, like, you know, um, second graders are amazing to me. They pose the most interesting questions um, that sometimes I think adults have and don't ask for fear of being like, well, that's a stupid question. But one of the kids asked me one time, they're like, so if we're literally eating Jesus, how much of Jesus is left? So... It's a really interesting question.
0: And it really is.
1: I mean, it's like, huh, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good question. And I am very proud of you for taking it so literally because you should. But Jesus is God. You know, he was both mm-hmm. fully human and fully man you know full or fully man and fully god so there is an endless supply of jesus it's not like we're cookie cuttering out jesus here um into little circles here and divvying him up and at one point he's going to run out no he is able Mm -hmm. to like regenerate (laughs) because he's got and he can do things like that you know
0: yeah And, and, you know, kind of, you know, getting back to, you know, where, where this comes from again, if you go through the church history, the council of Trent, pardon me, the council of Nicaea in 325, um, uh, put out, uh, immediate reason, um, er, put strong teaching on, again, the Eucharist, uh, you had, uh, in the, in one, what was it? 120 AD, um. Uh, you had Gregory the Seventh, uh, who was putting works out. You had I am um, just kind of going through my notes here. Oh, Pope Paul the Sixth, who put out Mysterium Fidele, which is um, to I guess what you could say it. It was very similar to what happened in in the eleventh century, where they really put a new challenge to to receive the Eucharist daily in our life, and so the Church has always held this belief. Mm-hmm. This belief. Uh, you, where where you begin to see some of the changes are in the 1100s, where you have um, the feast of Corpus Christi. Oh, yeah, uh, that's a beautiful feast. Uh, where that is um, Pope Urban the Fourth, I believe, established that uh, within the church. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken. you're the theology major. Yeah, but uh, there's a uh, historical theology is my weakness. <laughs> it, it is. It's. Just like history in general, but, yeah. Uh, history in general, we're not urban good the fourth in thirteenth yeah, century. Here it is. Um, the Pope said, "Christ is with us in His own substance," um, and uh, again, that was uh, August eleventh of pardon me 1264, 1264, So in Corpus Christi, that's um, awesome. And if you haven't read the works of Urban or Urban the Fourth, I uh, you know encourage that. From there. Uh, it just continued to grow. And you saw continuous, um, you know, people kind of getting into more of the adoration, which came around more in the, the 16th century in the 1500s. Correct. Um, and then Pope Clement the seventh or eighth in 1592 issued a historic document on what's called uh, the 40 hours, the Quarant Ore, the 40 hours. And uh, it was devotion. It consisted of 40 hours of continual prayer before the Blessed Sacrament, uh, and it was exposed. So uh, that's really what began more of the headway into...
1: What we now have as adoration. Adoration, yeah. So first came the reverence of the Eucharist and making sure that everybody Mm -hmm. was fully aware of the true presence and how to... Um, properly manage that, and I mean, we could do an entire podcast over, over, you know, that over the Ubris yep. itself, you know. Absolutely. But specifically speaking to adoration, you know, so um, when so that's about what what year did you say that was?
0: Oh, uh, that was fifteen ninety two, and when that's he...
1: when like. So in 1592, roughly like adoration chapels kind of open to the public, adoration began.
0: Uh, well, 15, I would say you're seeing it more in monastic, 1530-ish to 1592, when that occurs, the, the, the 40 hours, mm-hmm. then it begins to become more. Now, some don't have chapels, they don't have right. perpetual, perpetual comes more 1700s. Okay. Uh, late Late 17s, early 1800s, um, and it's in today. Even there are many parishes who don't have perpetual adoration. Correct. Temple. Correct. So, but the, it was about the adoration of of adoring to praise to worship to to be with Christ, mm-hmm. and that's that's really where the focus was. Even um, Vatican II and some of their in the 60s, uh, mm-hmm, it, some of their 1960s. Work, 1960s now, i <laughs> yeah. jump forward a thousand years. There, you know, focused on adoration and uh some of the um you know proclamations that came out uh were, were again geared to adoration and, and drawing that drawing the church back to that so.
1: Okay. so I guess the question is why adoration then like why, why should you go to adoration? Why? why is this something that you should make a pillar of your spiritual life?
0: Wow. So I guess there's I mean there's several answers to that. Uh, yeah. And and so I guess in my My own personal experience is, first and foremost, it's a form of prayer and worship that is quiet Mm -hmm. in a busy world, in a world that is nonstop, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's because of the progression of technology, Mm -hmm. you get breaking news at, you know, any time of the day, whether it's sports or something else. Yeah. Um, we're always connected to work. We're always connected to friends and family on social media. We're connected on the TV. Yeah, as to, hard as
1: I tried while I was on vacation to not work. Like, things kept creeping things in. Things pop up. Yep. And, so, <laughs> and, that's, and that's fine, like, you know.
0: So, to me, it's, it's, it's a quiet time. Um, there's a strengthening that uh, I think occurs um, within prayer life. Uh, but it's that that slowing down that allowing to really be quiet in order to to listen to God. Well, um,
1: I think one of my favorite examples of this um, yeah. is in kings um uh, first kings or whatever where Elijah is like running all over the place and you know God wasn't in the wind and mm-hmm. then he wasn't in the earthquake and then he wasn't in the fire but then he goes to the mouth of the cave and he heard God in a whisper you know you expect this giant like, you know, big show from God, and sometimes just be still mm-hmm. and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. You know, and in our busy world, like you said, it is nice to take that time. Um, and they suggest doing an hour of adoration. That comes from if you were listening to our Lenten podcast there, um, from when Jesus was in the Garden, Garden of Gethsemane. You know, and he tells his apostles, "Could you not keep one hour?" stay awake with me for one hour could you not you know Mm -hmm. stay with me for one hour and so that's just you can stay as long as you want um Mm -hmm. you know you can sign up at your parish if they offer it for an hour of adoration you can come at your own will um you know we go over sometimes after youth group and that with the kids and you know we stay anywhere from 15 minutes to, you know, half hour, you know, because they're all kind of Mm -hmm. done in that, you know, I personally like an hour to myself with God, you know, just me and Jesus just in the quiet, just, I love that. But, um, it's also nice to go as a group sometimes, you know, and then that way you can have maybe a little bit more of a, um, what they call around here, like a Steubenville style adoration with music and reflections mm-hmm. and that you you somebody is kind of doing that for you guiding you through adoration mm-hmm. so just well, different ways to so we they suggest an hour but you definitely do not have to do an hour don't feel obligated
0: yeah um well and in just some of the quotes that i was able to pull up um so saint alphonsus ligori who mm-hmm. was very important in writing a lot of the uh, moral theology used within the church um his works, he was a patron saint of con, uh, saint of confessors and wrote a book on uh, viz- visits to the Blessed Sacrament. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still in publication. And his, his whole thing was redraw, withdraw yourself from people and spend at least a quarter an hour or half hour in some church in the pre- presence of the Blessed Sacrament. Mm-hmm. Taste and see how sweet the Lord is. St. John Vianney. Mm-hmm. Love Saint John Vianney. Saint John Vianney says our Lord is is hidden there in the tabernacle, waiting for us to come to Him mm-hmm. and to visit Him, and to make our request. And oftentimes during his homilies, he would turn and point at the tabernacle and say, mm-hmm. "He is there." Mm-hmm. And it was all about their presence. Uh, Saint uh, Saint Francis Xavier. Yeah. He he preached and baptized all day. And upon returning for his quiet time, for that restrengthening, that recharging, he would actually spend time before the Blessed Sacrament. Um, St. Margaret Mary, she, she was a visitation nun, uh, found that she would go to before the Blessed Sacrament for her strengthening, mm-hmm. that she needed to endure the witness um,
1: so the purpose of adoration is to renew your faith and strengthen your faith Correct. and grow in a deeper relationship with Christ by being in the physical presence of him. Um, and yes. although we are speaking of adoration in the traditional sense, like a perpetual adoration chapel where Jesus is displayed in the monstrance, mm-hmm. like Mike said, that doesn't mean that you cannot just go into your church and spend time before the tabernacle because he is in there. hmm um, you know, that's beautiful. I think we oftentimes forget that, you know, we walk into church, we do a half hearted kneel, you mm-hmm. know, um, we just kind of, you know, we don't, we don't bow before the altars. We don't genuflect before the tabernacles. Um, we've just get really gotten out of some of those habits of adoration in a public sense. Um,
0: I, I, yes, absolutely. And the other thing that I, th- for me personally is it's understanding that humility as well that's present there the quietness the humbleness of kneeling mm-hmm. humbling myself it to me is is very important saint uh, pope saint john paul the wrote uh actually this in one of his papal encyclicals on uh, 1979 he wrote it um that christ christ consoling presence in the blessed sacrament, his real presence in the fullness, in the fullest sense, the substantial presence by which the whole and complete Christ, God and man is present. And I mean, the, the the popes, the saints that we've had who have spoken about adoration, who have spoken about the real presence to me, it's, it's really helped strengthen and maintain that faith of when I go to receive, you know, the Eucharist on Sunday, Mm -hmm. I'm not receiving just a piece of bread. No, nope. you know, more and, than a vanilla wafer. <laughs> and I think you know, knowing he's present, mm-hmm. he's there. Do I make the time? And to me, it's become much more prevalent in that that need to make the time in terms of that prayer that he I'm, <laughs> you know, like Saint John Fiani says, like I'm here, yeah. I'm just waiting for you.
1: Well, and like I, you know often preface it with, you know, like, well, I'm here, Lord, like, here to do your will. So uh, (laughs) I'm going to sit here and, you know, like, because I oftentimes don't want to go to adoration. You know, I get done with work and school and you know kids and husbands and you know it's exhausting mean, and the not... last thing you really want to do is go fall asleep in the adoration chapel but rest assured that if you fall asleep in the adoration chapel you ain't sleeping you're resting in the spirit <laughs> <laughs> so god obviously knew you needed a nap
0: he needed he knew you needed a nap yeah. <laughs> you, you um, might catch me
1: napping in the adoration <laughs> chapel i promise i don't go in there to go to sleep but it does happen occasionally it, it can you know yeah. so i think it's important to talk about even since we're talking about adoration in the uh um, um, traditional sense with the uh, Jesus exposed in the monstrance that's that big gold thing that looks like a sun um you know you can see Jesus there in the host um
0: mm-hmm. in
1: the middle of the monstrance um how, how how do you do adoration how should you proceed with adoration so when you walk into the adoration chapel or Jesus is exposed in the blessed sacrament it is tradition to kneel with both knees yes um So uh, if you're going to like genuflect into your pew, you should do it with both knees. Um, In our adoration chapel, there's an actual kneeler right in front of the monstrance so you can get very up and close and personal with Jesus. Um, So we always go up there and kneel on both knees and then, you know, um, so there's a couple of steps to a proper holy hour um, or proper time in front of the blessed sacrament. Um, So number one, recognize who is present. So that's what you're doing by genuflecting with two knees. You are saying... You know, you are Christ the Lord in the flesh here. You are recognizing that. Um, number two is to give thanks um, for that moment, for that time in adoration, but also for all the wonderful things in your life. You know, if you, if we can get in the habit of being thankful for the things that we do have, even if it's just an hour to you and Jesus, that is more than enough to be thankful for. Um, then we are going to start seeing that glass half full rather than half empty. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only for the moment that you're having right there with Jesus, but for all those little things in life, the car you had to get you to the adoration chapel, you know, the job that you had to put gas in the car, um, you know, just on, on and on the the new book you have to read in the adoration chapel. Yes.
0: And well, I was just going to add, uh, one of my favorite things and, and there we'll put some of these links up was St. Vincent de Paul he used to spend an hour in adoration, Praying for guidance on important things that the Vincentians were doing, that the the congregation and mission were doing, mm-hmm. and then would return to God in thanks for the blessing. Oh, that's awesome! He he, he went to ask for the blessing, received the blessing, and would return. I mean, <laughs> well, he must have did something, to right? Point. He got our
1: organization out of it. <laughs> it's just that's a really cool thought to think about, though. Like at some point, Saint Vincent de Paul was praying in an adoration chapel for the guidance to start Vincentian Marian youth. Yeah. You know, or to to help to help, yeah, to help and, Saint Catherine Laboure start it. You yeah. know, like that's really cool. I mean, yeah, and then went back you, and said, "Hey, thanks for that advice." Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, but these um, are the
0: things, yeah. I mean, and so as that's... we
1: talk about the saints, I also always want to add: it's important to remember that saints were just ordinary people who lived extraordinary lives. Mm-hmm. We are all called to be saints, and this is how you become. This is the path to sainthood: mm-hmm. is adoration, is daily prayer, is just coming to know christ more and more and you can do that very easily in my opinion in the adoration chapel because sometimes all you have to do is show up and let god do the rest
0: correct and, and this is the-, the the gifts of the holy spirit and that will be bestowed upon you grace but the strengthening of your virtues prudence temperance fortitude justice mm-hmm. which we've all you know, talked about faith know. hope and love we talked you know, about which those in our charity. previous pop we have list. that is the way to a moral life, and a moral life is a truly a happy life. It Doesn't mean it's easy, mm-hmm. you know. Making the good decision, and and I hate using the word good, making making the 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 right decision that's in line with God's will, mm-hmm. and not will take me down a path of sin. That can be very difficult sometimes because you may lose friends, you may lose family, you may be on your the own. The right in decision some ways.
1: isn't always the easy decision. Correct That's what but, you're saying. Yes,
0: but in the end the great reward of heaven that ultimate happiness of eternity with god the father god the son god the spirit i mean that's a great that's how could nothing's better than that
1: yep that's what we're all we're all striving for you know so, so back to like these five steps to make a great adoration hour or mm-hmm. time before the blessed sacrament so um you know recognize who's present give thanks and then number three ask this is the time to ask for those intentions you know you can come and be you're there to have a conversation with God you know there is no wrong way to pray um I can remember in some of my hardships of life going to the adoration chapel and just walking in and being like I'm here and I'm miserable and I don't know what to do you know fix me I am broken and I am hurting and I am alone and you know just crying out for help um you know I'm not I wasn't specifically asking for anything in particular. You know, but just to know peace, you know, no peace within. And I was getting to know peace within Christ, the, the peace that is Christ. You know, and the number four, um, meditate. Um, so this is, mm-hmm. you know, again, be still and know that I am God. Take take some time out of your Adoration Chapel hour if you're spending an hour there or just whatever time you're spending in the last sacrament. Just to be still and again, know that I am God. And and just be quiet, like which is really hard for me. And I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say it's probably hard for you, Mike, because you're the only person I've ever met that talks more than me. <laughs>
0: Actually, I, I've been very blessed. Um, part of my when I go to adoration, part of it is uh, contemplative prayer, and so so it's worked into the, your schedule. It is worked of in. Uh, so, but if you look over at some point, people have thought I'm sleeping and I'm not. It's just that. And in learning contemplative prayer, you become, or centering prayer is Mm -hmm. another way to it can be described. uh, And, uh, you know, I just become very relaxed. My head will bow and I'm just quiet and still, uh, but I'm just, I'm sitting Mm -hmm. and my hands are on my knees and it's just, it's a, it's a position of just Well, I know
1: For me, like I, I have a hard time stopping what I'm doing in adoration because I want to read my new book. I want to, you know, Mm -hmm. Oh, fit in my divine mercy. And I want to fit in my rosary and I want to do this and do this and do this, like all these things. And sometimes you just need to shut up. Yeah. No, (laughs) just shut up and listen. Don't get me wrong. But it's something Um, I, so that's great. That's great. I'm so proud of you for doing that. uh, Yeah.
0: But I've had to build to it. I, because I, I used to go in and I talked, (laughs) I talked for, you know, 35 minutes and then I said a rosary and then I left and I was going, and and I asked, it was one of the priests at at, at uh, my old church, I said, you know, I just can't hear God at adoration. And he looked at me and goes, you're probably talking too much, Mike. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, he goes, what do you do? And I said, well, I say my prayers, I do this, and I say my rosary. And he goes, so what time did you leave for God? And I mm-hmm. was like... Uh, yeah point. not
1: that all those things aren't wonderful thank you, know. you father had ed for that <laughs> but then number five is ask for forgiveness we are all sinful and sorrowful you know measly puty uh-huh. you know humans <laughs> who mess up and make a big mess of things down here a lot so recognize your faults um mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and ask for forgiveness for those things. And and even back to the intentions, ask God to help with those things, no matter how small it might be, you know, um, you know, it's just um, uh, a, a good time to you know, revisit that. But there's also like, I keep talking about like things to do. And you said this already, like things to do in adoration, um, you know, cause if you're spending an hour, if you decided to do the whole hour, um, there, there's a lot of really great things that you can do sure. in adoration. You know, you can read those great spiritual books. You know, you already mentioned, um, uh, who, Saint Lagori, oh, uh, um, Saint Alphonsus Lagori. Yeah, yes. his works are in great, there. You know, a- and, any, and, and
0: in some is... of their chapels, like uh, Saint Saint Genevieve here, has an amazing library yes. available. Thank you to Father Nemoth and and the parishioners and the parish for putting that together because mm-hmm. that is uh, truly a blessing. Uh, you know, take something you can take any book that you have. Um, you know, if the, often the parishes will, if you don't have something, ask father, ask you know someone at the at the office. Uh, at your parish for maybe something to read in adoration mm-hmm. they may give you a prayer card they may give you a pamphlet they there are always materials available yes it's just asking for right
1: that. you know and ask for intercession you mm-hmm. i find it a great practice that when you are beginning prayer to unite your prayers with those of um the faithful so the you know my patron saint is saint joan of Arc so i always like to invoke her intercession when i go to adoration or mm-hmm. when i begin a rosary or anything and say and my guardian angel of course um, guardian angel and St. Joan of Arc my patron please pray this with me do this out you know let's make this tenfold I'm bringing Mm -hmm. two more people to this battle um, Mm -hmm. between heaven and hell here like help me tip the scales here let's make this count Um, you can offer up your hour that's a great way way you know there's so much sin and suffering and going on in the world this is a great opportunity for you to offer this up Um, It costs zero dollars to offer up your time Um, you know you can journal if you're a journaler Um, you pray spontaneously obviously like if something comes to your heart
0: you pray know, about it. pray
1: about it. Like, I've had that happen so yeah, many absolutely. times. I'm like, well, that was weird. I haven't thought about that person in 10 years. Like, why am I thinking about them right now in the hour of adoration? You know, nope, there's a reason.
0: Um, yeah. I
1: also find it a good habit that when things are sneaking in, like, oh, I got to do this tomorrow at work and, oh, I didn't lay out, you know, uh, my kids' clothes for tomorrow for school and those kind of things, to say, like, Lord, I hear the thoughts in my brain and I ask that you put those back and remind me when I get out of adoration about these so that I can sure. truly devote this time to you. Um, you know, um, you and, just talk about the saints, uh, read the scriptures, of course, yeah, and then yeah, meditate absolutely. some more. So, yeah.
0: and, and one of the things I'll just share quickly with um, uh, centering prayer, uh, what you do is you just focus on one thing. It might be the name of Jesus. It might be just the, the monstrance itself. It might be uh, Christ present in the Eucharist. Uh, it might be the Holy Spirit. it might be you know forgiveness, what it could be a word, an image, whatever it is. you rest that in you just close your eyes and that's all you think about. Mm-hmm. just keep thinking about that. And as those as those thoughts creep in, you return to that one word. and the amazing thing is you're always returning to God in in that instance. So um with that everyone, We want to thank you for joining us. Uh, Glad to have Alina back. It's a lot easier, you know, putting on a podcast when there's someone else here. Uh, But I do want to leave us with one line.
1: I had one line.
0: Oh, you have one line? Ladies first.
1: But I... No,
0: you're first. Go ahead.
1: Okay. You always ask me to do the last line, so I just did it this time. I know. All right. um, So one of my favorites here, um, Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Oh,
0: you got feet Sheen's too? Well, I don't know. What's yours? Oh, go ahead. Ladies first.
1: The greatest love story of all time is contained within a tiny white host.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: There so we was go. that yours? That was mine. Great minds. Check that out. There we go.
0: There we go. Maybe, was- we,
1: should, maybe we should compare notes before there we start the
0: we- podcast. <laughs> that might help, actually. So. Anyway, everyone, thank you so much. God bless. And as always, until next time, keep practicing.
1: See ya.